From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to you all around the world, even in the places we can't pronounce. Great yeah. to have you with us. <laughs> and uh, along with us, of course, our producer and uh, engineer, uh, Elaine Harlan, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well, and uh, a host of guests tonight. Yes. And we'll be introducing you to them in just a few moments. Just a reminder, friends, we really could use your help right now in this economic uh, time. Uh, you know, nonprofits and uh, ministries are, are suffering right now, and uh, we would really appreciate your help. Uh, if you have a few shekels that uh, God has given you that you can uh, send our way, we would certainly appreciate that very, very much. You can contact us at 544-9571. That's in the 209 area code, 209-544-9571. And, of course, you can go to our website as well and also click on our daily update page. That will give you brand new opportunities to serve here in the Central Valley of California. And the website there is vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. Click on the little red flashy thingy icon. It'll take you right to the (laughs) daily update page. Again, the phone number 209-544-9571. The website vibrantcommunities.org. Let's check in now with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Suddenly, the communist stopped beating the Christian prisoner and blurted out, I have power of life and death over you. I am God. The Christian, whose name was Wreck, took that moment to speak truth to his persecutor. You don't know what a deep thing you have said. You have not been created to be a torturer or a man who kills. You have been created to become like God with the life of the Godhead in your heart. Rex words in that Romanian prison planted a seed with the man. Days later, Rex torturer opened his heart to Jesus and found his own place in God's family. Jesus Freaks Radio is brought to you by DC Talk, the voice of the martyrs, and this station. For more, go to persecution.com. And we remind you, friends, to pray for the persecuted church around the world. And uh, you may not be being tortured, and we hope you aren't, uh, but you can reach out beyond the four walls of your home and your church to personally serve the needs of others. And that's a terrific way 
to show the love, grace, compassion, and love of uh, Jesus Christ. And again, friends, if you'd like help with that, uh, give us a call or uh, go to our website, and we'll help you get outside the four walls and connect with the people in need. Speaking of connecting, let's connect with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. The Freedom From Religion Foundation needs to reread the U.S. Constitution, especially the Bill of Rights and especially the First Amendment, where it speaks about religion. Quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or preventing the free exercise thereof. The foundation is urging letters of complaint to the U.S. Postal Service because a stamp to honor Mother Teresa will soon be issued. Now, our Constitution says freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. It is precisely the First Amendment which allows the Freedom From Religion Foundation to exist exist and function. Well, Pacific Justice Institute urges support of the Mother Teresa stamp at USPS.com. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at PacificJustice.org. You know, who could be more non-offensive than Mother Teresa? I mean, good, it's just a stamp to mail your letter. Good night. Anyway. Talk about opportunities to serve. Opportunities to serve. That's the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Linda Hand List. Can you believe tomorrow is Groundhog Day? Isn't it? Isn't tomorrow Uh, Groundhog Day? The ladies are not in their heads. Okay, good. Did you ever see that movie? I I did. Groundhog Day. Yes, I did. Wasn't that a bummer? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you isn't that something? You wake up every day and it's the same day. Oh, you know. I suppose depending on what day that was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I shouldn't admit that I watched that movie. (laughs) Were you trying to do something? I think so. My whole point is that the American (laughs) Cancer Society's twenty fifth annual daffodil days are going to be blooming in our community in march march is on its way daffod that was my whole point you know daffodil spring March. got it hello daffodil so groundhog one of the, day <laughs> really didn't it's kind of it ties kind of tied in with, it, with the groundhog no, no daffodil is one of the first flowers the groundhog each year eat. Oh, good. This is going. This is bad. Okay, forget Groundhog Day. Okay, well, okay, forget just Groundhog Day. We'll just talk it. about okay. the opportunity to All right, serve. yes. Yeah, flowers okay. right. blooming each year are a symbol of hope. Now we're getting somewhere for a world free of cancer, and we're all for that. And springtime sale of fresh-cut daffodils raises funds to support cancer research, public education, advocacy, and patient service programs. Volunteers, now we're really getting somewhere, ages 16 years and older, needed to enter uh, customer and order information into the computer and sort fundraiser paperwork weekdays from 9 to 5, beginning the first week of March. So if if this kind of piques your interest, then this is what you want to sign up for, and we hope that you will do this because this happens every year. And once again, this is the 25th annual Daffodil Days with the American Cancer Society. Or you may be led to help provide support to individuals facing life-threatening illnesses with 
the community hospice, and we love this organization. Uh, they are great. You, oh, Absolutely. You bet. Uh, they can help with illnesses, uh, you, their families, friends, and those grieving uh, with loss of a loved one. Interested adults are asked to attend the volunteer training uh, scheduled on two Saturdays, March 6th, and the other one March 27th. Pre-registration is required, and also a lunch is provided for you. Volunteers learn the philosophy and concepts of hospice care. Uh, impact of terminal illness on both the patient and the family. You gain an understanding of grief and loss, and you train to become a family visitor. Uh, after completing the training, volunteers may choose from a variety of positions throughout community hospice, including uh, bereavement. Volunteers can follow up with families through uh, mailings or by phone. You may uh, become a family visitor to provide support. Uh, relief companionship to adult and pediatric patients, uh, caregivers. Uh, you might want to be a part of a support group facilitating a massage therapist, yeah, music therapy. Uh, you might want to participate at the Alexander Cohen Hospice House, a uh, 16-patient home-like environment for patients needing uh, a higher level of care in Houston. Great facility out mm. there. Uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, volunteers are always needed to provide clerical support, uh, outreach to the community booths or speakers bureau, and assist at the five Hope Chest thrift stores. There's one in Ceres, Modesto, Oakdale. Community hospice uh, provides medical, emotional, and spiritual support to individuals coping with life-threatening illnesses throughout uh, integration and palliative care into their life process. It's just a great great organization and we just encourage you if you want to uh, volunteer to uh, contact the people at community hospice you know do probably 100 funerals a yes, year and, yes, and a lot of them have uh, the families have used hospice i've never had one family say oh that was a lousy experience you know every single family just sings the praises of the wonderful job that hospice does we encourage you to uh, support them and uh, and volunteer you know, most of us have been touched personally yeah, by right. hospice. Yeah, I know absolutely. I have, and I will always be grateful for absolutely. the folks at hospice. Maybe first tee of Modesto just might be your thing. I don't know how you are on the golf course. If we they pay me to stay off the golf Mike course. Is, yeah. But tee it up with time uh, and be a positive influence with the lives of youth ages 7 to 17 with the learning life skills through golf program. The program offers life skills instruction, clinics, rounds of golf, and outings to benefit over 3,000 Stanislaw County area youth each year. Six-week clinics will be held between February and October. Uh, the Modesto Municipal Golf Course volunteers interact with kids during icebreaker skill games, uh, accompany youth playing nine holes of golf, uh, teach specific golf skill focus for that day, assist with skill testing, and participate in wrap-up games. No special skills are needed. There, now I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Interested volunteers are asked to attend one of the following program trainings. There's one on Saturday the 20th of this month, February 23rd, or Thursday, February 25th. All trainings will be held in Modesto. Volunteers must be at least 18 years of age, uh, complete a background check, and the mission of the first Tea of Modesto is, of course, to impact the lives of young people by providing learning facilities and educational programs that promote character development and life-enhancing values through 
the game of golf. And of course, uh, Barbara Borba will gladly share more information on any of these opportunities. She's reachable at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or you can email her at bborba at uastand.org. And um, Advancing Vibrant Communities website is www.vibrantcommunities.org, where you'll find a current posting of needs and opportunities to help uh, those in need on the daily update and opportunity page. I think Pastor Mike alluded to that earlier. Everything from men's bicycles needed for transportation to find jobs, getting to and from those jobs, to an elderly gentleman needing laundry folded and put away, uh, to donation of household goods, kitchen table and chairs needed, beds and dressers. Dad phoned in today, six children, fridge goes out. This is a bad, bad scene in their household. So, uh, six kids. Six kids, and the refrigerator no refrigerator. Goes out. Bad Not news. Good. Not good at all. So, if you have a refrigerator that works, we want to emphasize good working unit. Please call us. Uh, medical equipment and supplies also in need. Hospital beds, wheelchairs. Give us a call, 209-544-9571. Again, 209-544-9571, and we will make sure that those items get to where they need uh, to go to. Well, oftentimes you'll hear us mention uh, the fact that we partner with over 90 organizations in this community. And sometimes we even link up with wonderful folks who travel a little ways to get here. As in the case tonight, our friends from the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Northern California Chapter, are with us this week. And we want to warmly welcome Ann Johnson, Program Manager, Executive Director of Wave of Hope, Karen Bassey, and Sheila McDonough, Ambassador of this year's MS Walk 2010. I want to welcome all three of you ladies to Lighthouse Life. Well, thank you very much for having us. Great Thanks to have you for with coming. Us. We first met Ann Johnson, uh, Program Manager, uh, when she was in this area. Ann, you traveled back and forth uh, from Sacramento quite a bit. And uh, she called up and she says, Elaine, I understand that you guys at ABC do a lot of stuff with a lot of other nonprofits. And so we just kind of were chatting back and forth. And she says, oh, I'm going to come over and we're going to talk about this and that. So you did. And uh, so you came over and uh, the rest was history. We said, well, we're going to do a thing on Lighthouse Live and talk about MS. And you had an MS walk coming up and all of that. And so, but before we talk about the MS walk, we want to uh, bring on uh, the other guests and talk a little bit about what is multiple sclerosis? And let's uh, maybe uh, bring our listening audience in and talk about what it is and why it's important that we be here. So uh, maybe we can bring in Karen Bassey at the Wave of Hope or whatever order you girls want to come in. I just thought, Karen, you and I were talking earlier, mm -hmm. and you had some very wonderful things to share this evening. Well, I, I do have a, a little... Um, sub well, a foundation that kind of branched out of my diagnosis back in uh, June of 2000, I was diagnosed with MS. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a school teacher by trade, and I'm driving to work one day and realize that uh, my vision and my speech was slurred, and next thing you know, things just weren't quite right, and so I got diagnosed rather quickly, fortunately, not everybody who has um, symptoms get diagnosed right away, but um, multiple sclerosis is a, a disease that, Sheila, you wanna go ahead and, you've got that right. She's got a more clear definition. What is multiple sclerosis? 
a chronic, unpredictable disease of the central nervous system, the brain, optic nerves, and the spinal cord. It is thought to be an autoimmune disorder. This means the immune system incorrectly attacks the person's healthy tissue. Approximately 400,000 Americans have MS, and every hour someone is diagnosed worldwide. MS affects about 2.1 million, and it uh, primarily affects women, at least two to three times more women than men. Um, the age level is usually 20 years to 50 years, although individuals as young as two and as old as 75 have developed it. It is not considered a fatal disease, as the vast majority of people with it live a normal lifespan. But the unpredictability of the disease can present many challenges, including the possibility of facing increasing limitations. I um, was diagnosed in my late 30s. Um, I was in our garden. We live in a little small community um, out in the country, and the water from the water hose hit my foot, and I couldn't feel any sensation at all. Mm -hmm. And so um, over the next nine months, I had uh, various um, minor little signs and symptoms that just were not um, predictable. So I went from doctor to doctor and finally was diagnosed with MS in January of 04. So um, basically, I've had it for seven to eight years. And um, just this past year, I finally accepted that I do have MS. I'm out of the denial stage. And... Um, that there are resources available. And um, with the connection of Ann Johnson and the Multiple Society, Cirrhosis Society, and Karen Bassey and the Wave of Hope, I've been able to accept that I do have this disease and um, that life goes on. And I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make different choices. And um, each day is a new day. Sheila, that, that's great. Um, and I was reading, too, where there's lots of support, lots of support groups where people can get together and, and share their experiences uh, in dealing with MS. And, and like Karen was saying, there is a, a period where a lot of people like you were going through the denial, but you have mm -hmm. the, the support of others that go through it and the medications, that, a lot of different medications, aren't there, Karen, that people take mm -hmm. for this? There are um, several medications available, primarily um, injection medications. And right now, one of the awesome things about uh, the National MS Society is that they, the funding that is raised, a lot of it goes towards research. And um, the Wave of Hope has, I'll explain a little bit more about my foundation in a minute, but um, we support the MS Society for the research piece and hopes that maybe a uh, oral medication will be on the market. There's a, been a couple of um, research uh, programs going on now where there's a possibility of two or... or yeah, Flimigold and, and I'm, the pronunciation of these I know, medications. I'm, I'm thank you. <laughs> hey, I want to say clatabrine, but they're both in. Uh, Flimigold just came out with uh, phase two clinical trials right. or phase clinical three trials, clinical yes. trials, and so it's it can be submit for approval for F FDA approval very quickly. Which there are all of us who are on the injections know that that's like a godsend totally. Um, the injections, they're, they're painful, they have side effects, and a lot of people um, opt not to have the medication. Mm -hmm. And so 
I'm one of them. I've been on the medicine. I was on Avonex and Rebif, and there's four or five different types of injection. And then there's also a in vitro, or not in vitro, Tysabri, <laughs> yes. which is an infusion. infusion, excuse me, um, type medication. So there, there's not a cure yet, but there are some medications that help maybe 35%, maybe stop the progression of the disease. So this uh, research is very, very valuable, and so we want to support the MS Society for that reason especially. Certainly. You know, any time that uh, we have a major life change, we go through a grieving process, you know, and, and denial is, is part of that. And uh, you touched on that uh, a, a little bit a few minutes ago, Sheila. Let's, let's talk about that, that process of coming to grips with a life change you know, that, uh, that we're going to face. And how does it affect your family, not just you, but, but your family, your job, and, and, and your whole world? What, take us a little bit through that, uh, that process of how you initially deal with those issues. Sheila? Basically, I kind of am still in denial. This, um, sure. You know, yeah. still you don't want to have right. a disease, mm-hmm. and you still think maybe the doctor misdiagnosed you, maybe they got somebody else's tests, maybe... But you know what? Sooner or later you do realize I have this disease. I'm going to make the best of it. And with the help of God every day, I am mm. just so fortunate I can get out of bed mm. some days. Mm-hmm. So. Now, how about close friends, family members? Oh, what, family. what type of effect does it have upon them? Oh, it has a tremendous effect. I have um, wonderful children. Um, they've been very, very supportive. And with the help emotionally and physically, um, my friends and family have have been there literally literally to hold me up. Mm. Um, I just could not have have progressed and got where I'm at this state right now and able to say that, you know, I have MS and I will deal with it without the help and the love, support from my family and friends. And, and so that they need support as well. Exactly. Right? So that, uh, that they know how to deal with uh, the life changes that, exactly. that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, Karen, can you talk a little bit about... Uh, what led you to uh, help establish this uh, this foundation? Well, I guess I can say, or you can say, I had my aha moment myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I was diagnosed in 2000, and it wasn't until 2004, 2000 and, 2004, um, one of my neighbors, uh, Cheryl, uh, her daughter asked me to come speak about MS at her high school, at Oakdale High School. Mm. And so I've got all my stuff in my arms and I've got this whole presentation ready to go and I got my little MRI charts and I'm going to go and teach the science class about MS. As I'm standing there speaking and giving my all, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm not talking about MS, I'm talking about me. And that moment was like this whole light went off and it's like, okay, I do have this. I'm talking about me. I've been in denial for over four years, and by golly, there's, I, I have to do something about it. And talk about support, uh, my family and my husband especially, um, if it wasn't for them, I, I, I couldn't have coped. Um, well, you know, I just think some people have more resilience than others, and, and some people just need a little more support. And they were there for me, and my husband being the 
uh, president of the Oakdale Rotary Club, Sunrise Rotary okay. Club, that mm-hmm. year, he said, you know, let's do a golf tournament and support MS. Nobody's done that in our area at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you rarely hear of any fundraiser for multiple sclerosis. And it was such a, a phenomenally successful event that we raised so much money. And next thing you know, we scooped that money and created our own foundation mm-hmm. called the Wave of Hope. And uh, hope mean, meaning help open people's eyes to MS. Wow. Okay. And with this money, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do with it? And so I had to start educating myself about, you know, who else has MS? <laughs> who, who, what, what are the needs? And that's how that, you know, came about. And it's been a great program. And then Anne's, well, actually, two years ago, um, I was asked to be the ambassador for the MS Walk. And that was such an honor. It, I, I cried. Mm-hmm. I, I totally just cried. And it's like, you know, this is my opportunity. This disease doesn't have to bring me down. But in turn, I can turn around and do something positive. And so that's, that's my story. And, mm-hmm. and this is where I am. And we have a support group that meets once a month. It's wonderful to have that support, mm-hmm. isn't it? And like Sheila was saying earlier, it's like being a poster child for the, the MS walk. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've, we've often heard it said that we don't become personally involved with a cause or, or until we're personally touched, like, say, mm-hmm. for cancer or until some, some great issue personally touches one of our lives. But when it does, then we... Uh, become aware and we kind of educate ourselves as to what mm-hmm. um, what we're going through and, and it becomes a drive in our lives and um, you know we become involved and we want to learn as much about it as we can and and so you've done that what kind of a person and I want to ask Anne about this becomes involved in the MS walk what brought you to this organization and this cause where did where did you come from? Uh, you know, I have a, a strong background and commitment to disability rights and disability advocacy. Um, my own father had a, a stroke at a very young age. He was 39, 40 years old, and he had a brain aneurysm and then a stroke. And so I was a teenager when that happened, and I saw him isolated, kicked out of his job. Um, my family went through a lot of different cycles, a loss of friends, loss of identity, and it became very apparent to me at a very young age that when you have a significant disability that becomes telegraphed to the rest of the world, your life is not your own. Your life is a shared experience based on the prejudices, the fears that other people host, and that when you step out into the world, the only thing you can hope is that when you look into another person's face is they can take you for what you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a single person in this room who doesn't hope for that day in, day out in some way. But when you're a person with a disability, there's a lot of filters that go on. And so when it came to the opportunity to work for the MS Society, it offered me a lot of opportunity to come out into the community, bring some experience and resources. But here's an example. We talked about how does it affect family and friends. I feel so blessed because I often get to meet the most unique and wonderful people who come out and who can be available to people in a very deep and authentic and genuine way, such as yourself, Elaine, and what Advancing Vibrant Communities is doing. But I also see the other side, like I had a woman who called me up, she said, I'm so sick of my daughter being depressed because depression is a major symptom with MS. 
She wanted to put her in a nursing home. She wanted to put her daughter in a nursing home for depression. Her daughter was 30 years old. I meet people who don't want to alter their bathroom or any landscape inside their house, even though they know it would be easier for the person living in that home to walk around and maybe make a sandwich, bathe themselves. And so one of the things I'm very strongly advocating is I think through volunteers and through developing partnerships like with Advancing Vibrant Communities or Waves of Hope, we can take one family at a time and figure out how do we make life better for you in your living with this disease. Do you need a support group? Do you need a little help from a volunteer in the community? Do you need a friendly face? Let's figure it out together. You know, I think one of the challenges that, that we face in, in our, our field operations guide, John, uh, the Energizer yes. Bunny Engel, is out there so many times, and, and he finds people who have been really abandoned by their families because of whatever circumstance they want, might be in. And oftentimes it's an elderly person who, you know, whose family is kind of checked out of the whole thing, and, and they're left to, to fend for themselves. And uh, there really is a... a a need for educating the family or re-educating the family and giving them options and saying, hey, look, you know, we can make this work, but you have to be part of the uh, solution. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your, your experiences with working with families and that, what did you mention, aha moment for you <laughs> not too long ago? Yeah, yeah so maybe some aha moments for families. How do we get through to them and say, Look, you know, by you know some adaptive hardware, by by altering the interior landscape a little bit, we can make life easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. Sounds simple, but it sounds uh, like it's a we uh, do a couple could be a problem. Yes, we do. We do a couple of things. We do a lot of program education. The National MS Society is very important in terms of for funding for research. That's a it's a a strong goal of the society. But we also come into local communities and provide program education mm-hmm. and. We recently did a a whole expo on home modification recently in the Sacramento area. Mm -hmm. Specialty products, uh, places that go into how to modify homes. And we are, in fact, bringing a contractor out here for a program in Oakdale just on that very topic. So often what times if you bring your family to some of these program educations or these support groups, it can break down some of the barrier as, and it doesn't seem as overwhelming. Mm. So that's one way we do it. Another way we do it is through our support groups. And very often it's building relationships that you can trust. And I'd like Karen to talk a little bit more about that because Karen is a local resource for our folks with MS and is very much the gateway for our MS community. So Karen. Well, <laughs> let's see. Talk about the... how you work with support people. Like you guys have done a lot with your donations, haven't you? Um, we, of... we have done a lot and it's, you know, the first, the first year, like I said, um, I had to really assess the situation and find out, you know, who our audience was, what were the numbers and um, what were the needs. Um, we've done a lot of funding with helping people uh, with ramps inside their homes, um, (laughs) assisted technology. Um, We've helped with um, utilities, uh, just various, uh, the list goes on. And it's it's basically uh, an as-needed 
uh, basis, you know, each case is different. You have a specific name for that. What do you call it? Case something, case management of some well, sort? A case management system is when you mm -hmm. contact the individual family and find out mm -hmm. their needs and find the resources in the community that can address right. them. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other things that, that our foundation does as well, not only do we meet with a, uh, have a support group once a month, um, which has been a great networking opportunity for people who are newly diagnosed. Um, quite often, this disease is, and I'm guilty of it myself, um, you don't really say anything about it. You're afraid of what other people are going to think. Um, when I was teaching, I was afraid that um, uh, parents weren't, weren't not going to want to have their children in my classroom because, you know, oh, she's you know, got some issues or whatnot. But um, it's interesting how God does work. I, I would have never known that I was going to be doing this uh, full-time, and I, I ended up giving up my teaching position to do this. So uh, it's, yeah, I'm just, and this is just the tip of the ice, iceberg. I'm learning so much, and with Anne's help, she's helping me connect with uh, other resources in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so networking is, is a huge piece um, of acceptance. Um, but one of, one of the things our foundation does as well is we do provide scholarships. And so I'd like for um, the community to know that, that we do provide some scholarships for families that have MS, a student that may have MS or, or a student whose parents have MS. Um, they're, I, I would love for them to contact me. And can I give my website? Absolutely <laughs> you can. You bet. Um, it's <laughs> www.thewaveofhopems.org. Good. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying our best to, to make some sort of an impact on a local. All the money that we raise, the difference between the National MS Society and the Wave of Hope is our money was raised locally and it stays locally. Mm -hmm. right. So um, that, that's a huge piece. And it'd be great if all little cities had that opportunity. Sure. And yes. um, that's, that's what we do. That's wonderful. And, those, and, and again, I think Anne mentioned those relationships and trust so very oh, yeah. important you bet well i tell you what we uh we have the very distinguishable uh voice of mark schultz he adds to our time together here tonight we've got lots more with our ladies and and what parent is not pierced with his pain as we listen to this week's song this is called he's my son here on lighthouse live and we'll be back with more
Schultz on My House Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our 
wonderful friends from Multiple Sclerosis Society. We have Ann Johnson, Karen Bassey, and Sheila McDonough. And uh, so pleased to, to be here with women who have sacrificed. I was talking with uh, the ladies earlier, and Sheila is actually a nurse. Karen has been a teacher. And uh, Anne, of course, uh, sacrifices as well. But, you know, you do. You sacrifice. You give of yourselves, your careers, your family. And Karen, you go and, and you've given up teaching and you go and you share. You literally share all about MS. And, and Sheila, of course, you just uh, you give too. And you've, uh, you've given and you, you, you suffer and you give. And, and uh, um, it's just uh, the way of life. And we thank you for giving of yourselves tonight to be with us. And you have some incredible things coming up. Before we get too much into it, Karen, you asked that we remind you of a first donation. So we want to do that before we get too, too far gone here. Well, I think it's kind of funny. We, I said I wanted to say something about this air conditioner situation, and Sheila said, oh, it reminds me of a story that I wanted to tell. And it's the same story. And that just goes to show that there's been an impact made in the community and, and word gets around. And um, it's exciting to know that our stories are, are getting shared. Um, when we first uh, formed the foundation, we decided what are we going to do to help these people in need. And our goal is to help alleviate some of the daily challenges faced by people living with MS. Beings that we know that there's no cure um, what can we do at least to make people more comfortable? And uh, one gentleman who, um, a young gentleman in his early 20s, was diagnosed as a teenager with MS, which um, is quite devastating. He was the high school king, um, basketball king, and next thing you know, this gentleman's taking chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he had to alienate himself from everyone during his two years of chemo. And uh, he lived in a small home and no air conditioning. And one of the uh, things, people that have MS, heat really bothers them. And it sometimes can trigger exacerbations. And so we heard about this young gentleman in need. And we bought him a window air conditioner. That was mm. the first purchase wow. the Wave of Hope did. And we didn't tell this gentleman that we were coming to visit. He's, he had been networking with another gal who was the National MS Ambassador, I guess, four years ago, Sandy Guerrera. Um, and so Sandy was telling me about, well, she has a real passion for uh, teenage teenagers and and she's done a, a tremendous job trying to keep teenagers that have been diagnosed with ms networking amongst each other mm -hmm. and so she told me about this and she's just all excited she goes i just want to do something and i said well let's do it <laughs> and so we did we we drove up to his house and didn't tell him that we were coming and knocked on the door and we presented that to him and it was just a blessing you talk about the love and just it's just so worth it to see the joy on his face. Oh, Here he's got this big old basset hound dog in the window. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like I said, he just had treatment. And um, we opened, he's like, forget about chemo. Come here, I'm going to give you a hug because he was told not to be around anybody. Oh, yeah, sure. And so we had some group hugs going on. And it, it, that's just the most fulfilling thing ever, mm. ever. Wow. So, 
That is sweet. Thank you for sharing that. Friends, before we go on, just a reminder of the website, uh, the local website here in, in the Central Valley in uh, Oakdale, thewaveofhopems.org. It's www.thewaveofhopems.org. And is there a phone number, too, people can call, Karen? Um, we just recently got an 800 number, and I don't remember it. But, um, if there's a, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> we just got it. No, it's 888-something. But, no, you can call uh, 209-652-8472. 652-8472 in the 209 area code. Mm-hmm. 209-652-8472. Again, the website, www.thewave.com of hopems.org. That's great. Well, we've got some events coming up that we want to let people know about. Uh, There's a big MS walk coming up in Modesto. And uh, Anne, let's talk about this. Uh, I'm talking about that. I'm going to turn it over to our walk ambassador for this year, Sheila McDonough, who has graciously volunteered her time. It's going to be on uh, April 24th at Downey Park on Coffee Road. Mark your calendars. Um, get out the calendars. It is going to be a big rally cry for our folks with MS. And this is our uh, motto this year. Learn about MS. Walk for support. Give what you can. And I said, you really cannot stress the importance it is to be out in the community. And when somebody else knows and understands what MS means, it makes your life that much lonely. And that's perhaps something these two ladies can echo. When they know, when people know what MS is, they can know what the experience others are going through. So come join us at the walk. We are shooting for about 500 people. Our walk gets about 400 people annually. This year we have the Sammy Leverone Band. We've joined up with the Modesto Nuts. We have Wally the Walnut. He oh started the team. All right. Wally's leading the nut. You've got to follow the nut. Even if you don't know anybody with MS. <laughs> We're a bunch join, of nuts. We could fit right in. Join the nut. <laughs> exactly. Join the nut. And so there's going to be a lot of fun, festive things going on there. And Sheila, talk to us. What brought you to Walk MS? Why were you so excited about being ambassador? Well, you know, I'm still kind of in shock. Um, the whole uh, <laughs> ambassador thing. I just am so humble and honestly feel honored to be um, given this title. Um, public awareness is probably my um, number one priority other than keep staying healthy. Um, we need to let the public know that there are services that are available. Um, you just have to ask, and people are there. Um, we have the Multiple Sclerosis Society. DREL is a wonderful organization that um, has access to several um programs and opportunities that might um, be of interest, the Wave of Hope, and also maybe even a Tuesday morning yoga class with Richard um, at the Yoga Institute for um, patients that have MS. Um, It's held every week, and that is just the best hour of my life. You can go and relax, and you go at your own ability, and uh, how your body lets you move that day is how you'll participate in the yoga class. And Richard is phenomenal, and he um, is just a godsend. Um, I got involved in the walk. Um, my son actually, um, wanted to give back was his exact words. Um, he's a 27 year old. He's in a a nursing program in Visalia and he wanted to give back. And so, um, him along with one of my sisters formed a team. Um, this is our fourth year in walking 
and we started out with about 10 people. Last year we had 25. We're not quite as big as the Wave of Hope team yet, <laughs> but we're going to be we're going to be <laughs> stomping at their heels. And it's just uh, wonderful to see the community get out and um participate in an event. Um, half the people there don't even realize the effects that MS has on a day-to-day basis. You can look at an individual and not even know that um, they are living with MS until they walk, mm-hmm. till they talk, till they. Um, it affects your nervous system. So at any time, you can say something that's inappropriate. You can fall. You can stumble. You can. But you know what? We get back up. We just keep moving and keep going, and that's the number one thing. Life does go on. You just have to make. Make a difference. Make a change. Now, what what time does this go down on the twenty? Uh, the the uh, registrations at eight o'clock. Okay. Walk starts at nine. Late scragglers are welcomed as well. Did you hear that, Pastor Mike? Late. <laughs> <laughs> For some of those who are come not on, AM Mike. people, Pastor Pastor Mike, come on out. Um, however, the just late register. Pastor Mike. The late Pastor Mike. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can go to www walkms.org. Now, uh, Elaine might tease me because I probably got that wrong or backwards. That's Am I okay, right? okay because I'm right, right there with you. You goodness. and I, well, hopefully we can make it there and not get lost because I think you and I tend to do that. But you know what? <laughs> and I say that lovingly because lovingly, I can't. Absolutely. Sheila, I, I wanted to ask you, volunteers, how many volunteers are you looking for and what kinds of things will they be doing there? Do we know? Lots of different. I'm gonna jump she, she right in there. Me. Girlfriend, this is all new for me, that. so I'm That's just kind of okay. learning you know as what? we go along. We have teamed up with a wonderful young man from uh, Stanislaus State, and he has told us he's going to bring out a drove of young folks. Good. So Poor bless him. his heart. Yes. They, you know, the the youth. That this this will be man powered by Stanislaus State sororities and fraternities. However, that does not mean that we do not welcome arms to those people who want to give, and we need people for our decorating team committee. We need decorating people. is very important, ladies. Yeah. Do we not agree? Is it not a festive environment? Presentation. It's all about that. <laughs> Folding T-shirts the day of event. If you, you notice, a... we have silence over here on this side oh. of the table. <laughs> Help break down. I know um, my place. We, That's we can also, people who are willing to donate little gifts for the raffle. Donate know. gifts for the raffle. If you're one of those oh, people that sweet. collects stuff and puts together a, a basket, you can always um, email me at Ann Johnson. Hey, there you go. Right. Yes. Is there more to that? Ann? Yeah, well, there okay. was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ann, dot Johnson at Ann is in Nancy, M is in Mary. S is in Sam, S is in Sam dot org, and that's stands for, of course, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Um, so for donating for a raffle, if you want, if you're a business that especially has a product or service can help our folks, we would love to hear from you. We're trying to also bring as many resources to the park for the outreach uh, to our, our members um, and make sure that they get the resources from the community that they need. And, of course, we want to help our local businesses. You know, and this walk is going to be, it's going to benefit, it's going to bring awareness, it's going to, it's going to be a fun time, it's going to be a fun event, a fun day for everyone involved, you're going to meet new people, establish relationships, that's what it's about. There's going to be rest stops, people um, set up at these rest stops and locations, there's probably going to be 
water and, and liquids for you to drink, snacks and t-shirts, very important. for the lunches. We get sponsorship by Subway Sandwiches, so we have a Subway Sandwiches for everybody. We also just got sponsorship from Cisco Foods, so Cisco Foods will be also giving. So anybody who shows up to volunteer, you won't go hungry. Now, that email went by pretty quick. Let's give that again. It's Ann with no E on the end, A-N-N dot johnson j-o-h-n-s-o-n at n as in nancy m as in mary s as in sam s as in sam right n m s s dot org that's ann dot johnson at n m s s dot org and uh and i i'm sure you'd be thrilled to hook people up with opportunities to service hey walk walk us no pun intended but walk us through <laughs> uh, what's going to happen that day you know i, I obviously there's going to be where are we walking and what How are we going to be doing it, How long well, there's, a, there's two routes there's a 2k route for we especially where we want our folks with ms to actually be able to make it through the walk so we have a nice. short route 2k route and and we also have a 5K route, so nothing longer than 3.5 miles. And again, what we talked about, this is a fundraiser for a lot of research. We, we contributed over $38 million last year for research wow. nationwide, so it's important. Um, but also on this note, though, getting a team together and raising funds is a lot of work. And so this year, in the Modesto Walk Only, we have a Soaring Towards the Cure contest. We received two tickets round trip donated from southwest airlines and if you're once when your team raises five hundred dollars anybody who on that team who raised at least fifty dollars in that five hundred dollars they're going to have an entry into that so we have raffle prizes that's a big raffle prizes to honor our teams who are out there raising funds. Yeah. So far, Karen's in the lead, and Sheila, it's right now between <laughs> Sheila and Karen. So hmm. walk, register, start a team, get well, a chance and to win tickets. Do you want to explain what it means, ta- making a team? What what does it I take do not. to start I think, a team? Karen, that's you. <laughs> you go, we, Karen. We bring it back to you. <laughs> well, to start a team, you just need a team captain and then some little followers. So I think, was it a four, four people make up a team? Even two. I've seen teams of two. Yeah. Where two um, or more gathered. Okay. All, all you got to do is go to the, the website, the ms.org, <laughs> and sign up for a team. She or you can join a team like the Wave of Hope team. <laughs> and uh, you can join us. We'll take and, you. And we'll walk together. We, um, we have a photographer that comes out, too, don't they? We um, do. We have a photographer comes out and takes team pictures. So also, there's Stevenson Striders, which is Sheila's team. I yay. also have a team. I'm a virtual walker, so if you can't walk, you can sign up and be a virtual walker. So while I'm busy working, it does not mean that I can't get out there and raise friends for my folks because I have a lot of dear, dear women friends up in Reading who have MS. And if you're all hearing me, this Hope for MS and Reading, and they all join my team virtually because they're not going to come <laughs> down from Reading from Modesto. Wow. So anyway, you can get on there, get a team going, and take it from there. Then you show up that day of the walk for the team, and the, and the party is on. And I, I want to vouch, and, and Sheila, you're going to experience this too when you're out there as the ambassador. Um, it is so empowering, just absolutely empowering to be there and to see people that are experiencing the same thing that you are and to know that you're, you're doing something for the good. It's it's a very awesome experience. And again, the proceeds go towards research. 
correct? Research as well as local programs and services. A lot of what Waves of Hope does also, we also have scholarships for families with MS. We also provide, again, program education, information and referral. We also provide direct financial assistance for our members with MS. They can apply for assistance, and we provide its individual, like Karen's group, assistive technology, uh, funding for cooling products. Uh, we even help with remodeling um, people's homes. One woman who used water therapy, we helped get a lift in and out for her pool. Um, you know, so there's an awful lot that we've, we've tried to do again, like Ways of Hope. Ways of Hope has worked locally and they've, they've done a tremendous job. But the National MS Society, depending which chapter you're in, can provide individual assistance as well as a host of other resources. So visit www.nationalmssociety.org and see all the fabulous things that we're doing. And if you know somebody else in some other part of the country who has MS, tell them to get connected with their local chapter. They need you. Absolutely. Walkers of all ages, young and old, correct? All ages. Yes. All, all, all ages and wonderful. shapes. All shapes, sizes, ages, everybody's welcome. Hmm, that reminds me, I'm going to set up my little eight-month-old granddaughter, nine-month-old grandson as my walker, too. So, see, I have two more there team members go. already. She's going to find some more. Early. <laughs> <laughs> well, just She's a reminder, friends, if, if you'd like to get in touch with uh, these uh, wonderful ladies and uh, support uh, research and also support those uh, who uh, who are dealing with MS in their Homes and their workplaces. Uh, locally, the website is thewaveofhopems.org, thewaveofhopems.org, and you can contact Karen. Uh, when we find out the 800 number, we'll give it to you. But right now, you can call her at 209 652 8472. That's 209 652 8472. And uh, they'd be happy to talk to you and sign you up for a team coming up on April 24th. Uh, ladies, I, I just want to thank you for being so encouraging and so open with your stories and your sharing tonight. Karen and Sheila, um, any last words of encouragement? If someone's listening tonight and people are listening, as Pastor Mike said, in places that we can't even pronounce or spell sometimes, but if people are listening um, and maybe wondering and maybe holding off uh, going to see and getting diagnosed or even tested to see if they might possibly have MS. Can you give some words of encouragement to those individuals right now? Maybe each of you just uh, briefly give some encouragement to someone who may be listening in and, and being where you were once uh, at that time. Go ahead. It's okay. It is okay to say that you have a disease, that you have been diagnosed with MS. There is help out there. You need to remember that. Public awareness, like I said, is my number one priority. And denial is part of the grieving process, and um, you will go through denial. But together, we can make a difference, and we can make it happen. So um, God is there for everyone. So each and every day, it's a new day, So and there will be a challenge, but uh, tomorrow's a new day. Amen. Karen, how about you? Uh, the one thing that I'd like to express is it's it's common to, you know, have this, quote, silent disease. A lot of people don't come out with it, and they just deal with it within, within themselves, and, and it's, it's okay to talk to people, and I think that finding a local support group is very valuable, and it doesn't have to... 
a lot of people think support groups are kind of depressing, but they're not. Supportive, they're, aren't they? They're very supportive, and there's people of all ages uh, and different levels. There's uh, three different levels of MS, and some of us have relapsing, remitting, or secondary, or primary, but together, you know, we're all experiencing uh, something, and, and through, through support, there's strength. Thank you, and God bless our friends from the National Multiple Sclerosis for being with us tonight. God bless you, friends, for listening, wherever you are. Good night.